The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! Try this again. When you were just talking to me, do you think that you could repeat the question? Very helpful. Thank you, Ben. Very helpful. Except for coffee. Not a very good coffee, man. See how he is? See how he is? This isn't letting me share it, though. Uh oh, COVID. It's not even letting me share it. I'll just do it later, I guess. I have absolutely no. Alrighty. Are we going out someplace or no? Kind of if you want. What do you no, want to no, take? No, I'm, 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 I meant to fit humans in the uh, stratosphere. I see. Are we? Very good. Just a little. Alrighty, let's get this show on the road, shall we? Hi, how you guys doing? My name is Tom Duggan here with the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, it's up. Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. It is our one-year anniversary with Methuen Mayor. Can you just bring me up just a little bit? With Methuen Mayor Neil Perry. And, boy, it's been a rocky year, Mayor. It's no. been a rocky year, a little bit, right? It's been a delightful year. I know you get a lot of crap for coming on this show, so I want to give you a lot of credit for continuing to come. And um, I don't know why people want to censor. People, like, people in the political world, when someone says something that they don't like or they're disputing something that they say, they instead of combating that speech with other speech and showing you how they're how you're wrong they just want to censor you so i know there's a, a huge movement there has been to try and get you to stop doing this show yeah and i i give you a lot of credit for continuing to come in because i know your life would be easier if you just stopped doing the show because you would you, be you wouldn't have city councilors constantly trying to like blackmail you and bribe you not to come on the show i don't think they blackmail me. well I, I i've heard some stories so have you I have heard some stories. Um, uh, stories, stories, stories. So before we, before we get started, and I'm not going to get into the controversial stuff right away, oh. but before we get started, I want to play a clip, Uh-oh. because I remember you were here on the show in <laughs> March yeah. and yeah. in April, and I kept saying, open the schools, open the schools, yeah. open the schools, and you wouldn't believe the hate mail that I got. I'm trying to kill people. Yeah. I don't know the science. Yeah. I'm not a scientist. Yeah. And I, I heard something on on ABC News this week. That's Dr. Fauci. That made me that made me very curious about whether or not Tom might have been right all along. Let's Uh-oh, play that. Here we go. Oh, close the bars and keep the schools open is what we really say. Obviously, you don't have one size fits all. But as I said in the past, and as you accurately quoted me, the default position should be to try as best as possible within reason to keep the children in school or to get them back to school. The best way to ensure the safety of the children in school is to get the community level spread. Heresy. 
So if you mitigate the things that you know are causing spread in a very, very profound way, in a robust way, if you bring that down, you will then indirectly and ultimately protect the children in the school because the community level is determined how things go across the board. So my feeling would be the same thing. If you look at the data, the data the spread among children and from children is not really very big at all. No. Not like one would have suspected. No. So let's try to get the kids back, but let's try to mitigate the things that maintain. All right, I, 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 I've heard enough. The kind of it can't stop spread. it. Yeah. it. It's so I'm funny ready to talk because come March, come last March, last April, when we were Oops. at the very beginning of all this. And I kept saying, open the schools because the science says, and I said to you many times, the science says kids are not spreading it as easily. They're not getting it as easily. The ones that get it aren't getting sick for the most part. And everybody, I think even including you, Mayor, was saying like, I wasn't following the science. And now the the preeminent St. Fauci yeah. is now telling us what I, Fauci. what I said in March and April that everybody said I was trying to kill people. Oh, yeah, I'm re- won't somebody please think of the children? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess. That was South Park, right? Simpsons. Oh, the Simpsons. I was yeah. close. I was close. So let's get to the point. Are you going to share those chips during the show? Uh, if you'd like me to, sure. Okay, because that's the These most important thing. Oh, yeah. I, breaking news, by the way. Wow. Breaking news. This is way better than any political breaking news. Dun, 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 dun. Doritos. I looked. At, I bought this bag of Doritos today. On the back, it says, guess what's coming back? Doritos Blaze. Right? So, Blaze Girl, who I know is watching today, um, oh God. you're back in business, honey. As soon as the, they start releasing the new Blaze chips, oh my God. Blaze Girl gets to come back to the studio and hang out with us and, buy, and bring us some Blaze chips. He's so. like a walking HR violation. This <laughs> yeah. So, so let me go back to Dr. Fauci, and and I, I wanna I wanna present oh the God. point counterpoint to your. So, um, first and foremost, um, I have great respect for Dr. Fauci. Um, that scares me about you, by the well, way. Well, I do because the guy's been wrong about everything. He hasn't been wrong about everything. Um, you know, this is one of those situations that Americans are kind of spoiled. Yeah, we are. I agree. Uh, we like our problems solved. We want an answer right away. Right. COVID. What's the answer? Tell right. me the answer. Yes, no, black, white. Let's get it over with. Right. Let's get back to business, mm-hmm. right? And this has not been one of those situations, and people aren't happy about it. And that, um, that along with your political persuasion, factors whether you think Fauci's a saint or whether he's Satan. I'm just looking right? at the data, and the data says well, I, I, everything he told us at the beginning. So if you told me you were going to run that clip, I would have brought you my data, okay. which is real data. Okay. And my data says... Fauci's not good enough for you? The fast and growing population getting COVID in the city of Methuen, let's talk just city of Methuen, is the under 19 sect. I saw that. Right? There's no one within a country mile. So is that, so only death we're worried about. Death and sickness. Death and sickness. Well, most of them them aren't getting sick and most of them aren't dying. mm, You're making a a leap here. Most of them aren't getting sick. Most of them are getting sick. They are. Right? Yeah, so when you look at my under-19 population, they're getting sick now. And so what has started to happen over time, and I want to say this, you know, um, if you go back in March, our 60 and 70-plus population was the ground zero for COVID outbreak, and we had a lot of deaths. And knock on wood, I'll knock on my head, I'll knock on yours, uh, we have not had a death in Methuen COVID-related since August. And that's, that's good. That's thing. great. Yeah, that's that's good great. Um, but at the same time, um, if you look at the lower three age brackets, the under 19, the 20 to 29, and the 30 to 39, exponential growth. 
And so you got to sit back and say, why is that happening? And a lot of it's happening because people were, I don't know, forget my math, eight months into the pandemic, and people are tired of the mass, and they're tired of the discipline associated with the mass and social distancing. We're in the holidays. People want to be together. 4,800-some-odd cases in Massachusetts yesterday. Cases. Right? Cases. Mm-hmm. Brand new ones. Mm-hmm. Well, it's that's going to ha- happen. It's a single- virus. It's going to spread. Well, yeah, it's going to happen because some of us said, uh, be damned, Governor. We're going to spend Thanksgiving the way we want to spend it. Right. I right. was one of those people. Yeah. Well, you're, you have a weakened immune system. I do. So I should be you know, knitting a bubble together for you. Um, but the bottom line is um, the, the lower age groups are growing exponentially. And, and uh, we have tried to maintain hybrid attendance in Methuen. We did a staggered start. Um, some parents liked that. Some parents hated it. This is one of those issues, this back to school. No matter what decision you make, uh, somebody's going to be unhappy. Right. Right. So there's nothing, there's nothing even in the political spectrum of Methuen that even comes close to opening and closing the schools due to the COVID. Right? Whatever we do, whatever decision we make, it excites a, a percentage of the population. And I say candidly to you, I still get up and look myself in the mirror every morning. And as the chair of the school committee, I say, I think we're doing the right things and we're trying to make the right decisions. Right, so We've been in and we, we're currently in remote. Uh, we're in remote because we have a large number of staff and our student numbers have gone up significantly in the last two weeks. And that's fact. That's not fiction. We look at the numbers. And I want to say publicly, kudos to the superintendent and her staff. They've been working their tails off, right, to make sure that we do the right things for our public schools. We've got great protocols, uh, but we're into quarantining classes, quarantining grades. And we said, you know, when we get to the quarantine grade, and then then we had to quarantine the lowest school at the Tenney. I don't know if you're aware of that. Um, So those are the things that are facts that make you pause and make decisions that are in the best interest of all. And does that make some people unhappy? You betcha. Right, so eleven months into this job, I've learned that no matter how much I care and how much I try to make every decision focused on improving the community, somebody's not going to like my decision. Right? Hey, I got people hooting and hollering because I spent six thousand dollars. I spent more than six thousand, to be honest with you, on candy for Halloween. Right? I used CARES funding; it didn't come out of taxes. And I got people, you know, calling sound off in the trib and and other things saying it's sick. Right? It's ridiculous. Come on. Right. Let, let's let's focus on the big stuff, people. Right? right? You, you want to, you know. Well, there are a lot of what I call petty tyrants. Petty right? tyrants. Yes, you've got one on the city council who I want, do? who wants to spend four hours because a comma is in the wrong place when you're approving minutes. Um, and you've got a lot of petty tyrants who they really don't care about the big stuff. They yeah. just want to nitpick the little things. They yeah. want to be petty tyrants. So let me stop you for a second. Because now we're 12 months into this discussion. Yes. And I want to I I say to you the same thing I would say to them. Well, you almost lit yourself on I fire know, there. I know. Adam's that would have made a lot of people happy, yeah, yeah. too. I would have I gotten a can of gas to put that out. I'm sure you would have. Um, and by the way, keep filming if that ever happens. <laughs> because I, I want my audience to know how I died before the tribute yeah. can screw up the story of my death. The ratings, so the ratings would be through the roof. Yes, it would. Right. So, Steve Sable would be hitting refresh every five seconds. <laughs> Did you see how Duggan lit up on fire? That was great. Let's watch that again. Maybe we can monetize that on YouTube. <laughs> I like it. That's good. Sorry. So um, I'm going to keep saying this, and I know you don't. 
So I, I said it on my show. I know you love my show, even though you don't watch it. I do, by the way, watch um, it. It, it so, infuriates me, but I do watch it. <laughs> there is no we, they. And the more of this that goes on, um, the more people, you know, hear of it and try to buy it. There, there's no we, this is not an administration where the, the mayor is trying to sneak, you know what, I almost said the SH word. You can say that. I say shit all the time on the now, show. Um, I'm not trying to sneak anything by this council, right? And that's, I've been more transparent than any mayor in recent history. Okay. And sometimes. I'm going to challenge you on that in a minute. Well, that's fine. Um, you know, sometimes to my detriment. Right? I agree because with I agree with that. So for we, sure, we 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 deb- end up debating things that, um, I, I, you know, talk about the Christmas light thing, right? I applied to um, the Castle Fund for a grant. The people who are the ministers of the trust of the Castle Fund approved it for fifty three thousand dollars. That's the bulk of the lighting and everything. We're doing a spectacular event that's going to people in the city going to love it. Mm-hmm. I, I say that to you candidly, and. Um, we had a meeting to talk about accepting the, um, the, the grant of the award from the castle. That's all it should have been about. Instead, I got into, you know, this is too much money, and, and people walked away thinking we were taking money out of their, their taxes and everything. We're going to talk about taxes um, this coming Monday night, and I think it's a really good discussion. Taxes are always a good discussion. Well, they are because they're going to. I think people are going to see that once again, uh, I've done the right things financially to put the city in, in right shape. And, and by the way, I want to say uh, with the councilors, we've done the right things, and most you know, of the councilors are doing a good job. I would say most of the councilors. Well, are doing so a good I want to. Hey, you got to sign it. I did. Um, I, I think everybody has the right intentions, right? And I said this in the. Oh, come on said, now. Hang on. I think everybody wants to improve Methuen. You really think that? I do. That's so cute. I do. Bennett, well, isn't you. that cute? That's cute. That he actually thinks that certain people, that, that all nine of them are all there for the right intentions. Well, I do. I do think I that. I watch it, those meetings and I don't see that. Well, I don't me- know what meeting you're watching. So methodology is different, right? Um, and they do things that I don't agree with and I do things that they don't agree with. But I got to be honest with you, there's been two times you know, during the council meetings that uh, I've kind of lost my collective cool mm-hmm. and i regret doing that you shouldn't because well i do i think you should do it more i think no, at no. some point you need to say to these people listen i respect you i will work with you but you are not the mayor stop yeah. micromanaging my yeah. office because they do they want to micromanage the police department they want to micromanage everything that you do one counselor even proposed having every single contract in the city I mean like paper clips. more than one right well but there was one two. spearheading it right yeah but there were two. Oh, who, who was the other one it was jessica and who then Councilor DeZoglio, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So you had two councilors who wanted to have every single dime you spent have to come before the council. Yeah. That's, that's the definition of gridlock. Nothing but, gets done if that happens. But here's the thing. So, so what we don't want the residents to walk away thinking that there's lack of transparency because they don't see that. There is transparency. There's more transparency than ever before. We, we're, not, we're not hiding something, right? So somebody posted something on social media. Uh, why are they hiding the thing? They're not hiding anything. I, I mean, you, you know, I'm so tired of hearing that this didn't get posted to the website. This didn't get posted to the website. You have, you have to, you have to. <clears throat> I'm going to try and say this delicately. Yeah. And I say this as a friend. You have to stop giving so much weight to the naysayers who are going to 
pick you apart no matter. Like you could I'm literally. Their, I'm their mayor too. You, but you could literally save a baby from a burning building and they would criticize the way you did it. Oh. So I'm just saying, I'm not saying don't listen to it and don't pay attention to it. I'm just saying yep, don't pay as much. Don't give as much mental thought to it because then they win. I'm, always, I'm an Irishman. First, last, and always. You see how the glass is always half empty. Do you see how bad I get my ass kicked on Facebook every single day by somebody? Yesterday it was Dave Beauregard. The day before that it was somebody else. The day before that it was somebody else. And it's always a different accusation. I've been accused of everything you can possibly imagine from killing somebody to I had one guy go on and say I was a rapist. I had another person go, and I'm Irish too. Yeah. But you know what? I've been in this business so long. I don't even, I don't answer them yeah. and I don't pay attention to them yeah. because it's all the same people. And if I, and again, if I saved a baby, a baby from a burning building tomorrow, yeah. they would go out and take a picture, reverse the negative and say, Tom Duggan puts baby in burning building. I'm still thinking about the YouTube video of you on fire. So Steve, so Steve millions, millions of hits. Right. <laughs> so let me tell you, um, I did an event, um, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. And I don't know if Kareen LaCharity's uh, Love her. Love her. She's terrific. She and her team do a fabulous job for the seniors of Methuen. And um, they invited me up. They had a drive through event where they recognized their volunteers and all the things they've done in a very difficult year. Um, and they gave them, you know, gift cards, goodie bags. It was really cool. And I went for, I don't know, an hour and a half, two hours and did it with them. It was a really cold day and I wore my big puffy coat that people love. And a mask. Yeah. And um, it was uplifting. It was uplifting. I had a lot of positive messages of reinforcement from people mm -hmm. about the approach. And so I sit there telling you that, yeah, there are going to be people disagree with what some things I do, and they have a right to do that. But I think the city is responding. I'm all about restoring the accountability, period, in every job, not just in one oh, job. Oh, good, because I, I got a great follow-up. I'm sure you do. Um, and that includes my job. That includes so the longer we perpetuate the the we they, the longer we we spiral into doing damage to our community. Right. So right. this has been a year unlike any other. <clears throat> um, and you know we, we've collectively made it through together. And I say that candidly. You know I, I get coaching from people who are supporters of me saying, you know you're not tough enough. You should be dope slapping them. I get people that text me during a meeting and say. Put them down. I would, by the way, right. I, I would never text somebody during a public meeting. Nor should you, because that becomes a public record. Yeah. So if somebody's texting, I'll just I'll just pick a counselor. If somebody's yep. texting Joel Ferretra in the middle of the meeting, and it has to do with what they're talking about, that's a public record. If somebody FOIA's it, sends a public record Agreed. request, he has to turn those text messages over. Agreed. So when Bob LeBlanc is there telling Jim McCarty what to say during a meeting, oh they've got they to go they've gotta be very careful. Ah. They've got to be very careful, because people like me will do a FOIA request yeah. for those text messages, and those things could reveal Listen, let me things. make your blood boil. Sure. So um, uh, the chair, Mr. McCarty, and I, we don't always see eye to eye, and that's that's here we go. Obvious to everybody. But we work together so well. well and he really I, I cares about the that, community. No, I, I think he does. I think he does. And our relationship has developed. I, I you know, he's not going to agree with everything I do. I'm not going to agree with everything he does. That's the nature of the business. Mm. Um, but I would tell you that uh, by and large, um, he and I are um, in a much better place than we were in in January. Right, and I say that. Now, he's not going to be the chair anymore, so... Um, thank God. Well, I, I, you say thank God. I, I think um, you look at everybody for what they do and what they do well, 
right? And so I know what I do well, and I know what I need to work on. I look at people as a whole. I look at what they do well. From a process standpoint, he does and a very they, good job. And what they don't do well. Well, well let's review. Yeah. The charter say the, he doesn't pass the. Well, yeah, well, I, I've but seen it, but it needs to be said. Yeah, he's a cha- he's a council chairman. Yeah, and the ca- the, cha- the, the charter says that the mayor can speak at meetings, uh-huh. and he has constantly not allowed you to speak, and made other councils give up their time so that you could speak. We've had members of the public mm. try to put things on the agenda, and the count and the charter says mm. members of the they're good. The charter says that um, members of the public can put items on the agenda, and he has refused it. The most recent one was. Uh, a land situation with the historical commission. So I look at the whole. He has done some good things. I will say, the first three or four months before COVID hit, I think he actually did a, did a good, a decent job running the meeting. Ben, can I get a recording of that? Sure. Put it on a loop on your phone when I call you. <laughs> Jim McCarty does a good job. Jim McCarty does a good job. Um, but I'm not. I I'm not one of. I'm not them. Okay. Yeah. If they don't like you, you can do no right. Yeah. If I don't like you and you do something right, I'm going to come on the show. I'm objective. I can say. Jim McCarty did a good job as council president for the first four months. And then I think after that, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was the COVID situation. I don't know if it was the lack of everybody being in the same room that he just kind of went, I think he went astray and started with not letting you speak, uh, cutting you off like when you're on these Zoom meetings yeah. um, and, 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 and the fights that happen that he encourages to happen because he loves chaos. So I look at all of that, the good that he did and the bad that he did. And I say he was not a good council president. Yeah. Now I know I'm that respectfully disagree. the next council president is going to be Steve Saber, and you, I you and know that already. I do. What's the date today, Ben? Uh, December what? December third. So on December third, remember who told you that in January Steve Saber is going to be a council president? Is that my president? birthday he's gift? Already, my birthday's coming up. Is it really December thirteenth? Eighty-five this year. Eighty-five. 85. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you. You say you say that you're you say that you're all about transparency. I believe I that. Yeah, go ahead. You say you're all about accountability. I believe that I too. Yep. However, yeah, um, I'm watching the school committee, mm-hmm. and I find out from some parents who have called me. I haven't written a story on it yet, but I'm kind of pondering it. So uh-huh. maybe depending on how you answer this, we'll be decide whether there's a story or not. That there are kid that the kids in Methuen can check. They check in on their computer. Those who are doing remote. Yeah. And the teachers tell them they can turn off their cameras. And so the teacher doesn't have like the Brady Bunch, like a screen with all the kids, yeah. right? The kids could turn off their cameras as soon as they check in. And we have no idea if that kid's still sitting in front of the computer a, an hour later when yeah. they're talking about an English lesson or a math yep. lesson. Um, why, why, why are the schools allowing kids to turn their computers off and then not be there? I don't know. Oh, well, I'm chairman of the school committee. I figured you might have an idea. Well, I, I, I didn't. This first I heard that they're... It's such a big deal. Oh, I mean, at the last meeting, I understand uh, uh, Councillor, uh, not Councillor, School Committee Mendezaglio um, brought up this issue and was kind of... He brought up an issue. See, this is where you got to be careful here. He brought up an issue. Little Johnny turns it off and gets in his car and drives away and has an accident. Isn't the school liable? No, the school is not. Right. Right? So there's only so many things that the school can do. Right? Right. But the, don't, but the just, counterpoint to your your question is: Do you mandate that they keep the camera on? Yeah, and you don't think any parents going to object to that? Well, it doesn't matter what the parents object to. Excuse me. If you're going to tell kids that they're in school and they're doing it remotely and they have to be in front of their computer, where's the trust? There needs to be verification. There is no trust when it comes to kids. You, I was a hang kid. On, hang on. Hang I was. On, hang I used on. to go to homeroom, sign you're, in, you're and then go out. You, you should have watched the whole meeting and listened to Mr. Barden. All right. 
Did you see that part of it? I I, I did, but I don't. How remember many times exactly during a class does a teacher at the high school take attendance? I'll help uh, you. I don't know. Three. Three times a day. No, per class. Per class. Okay. Right, because it's different at the high school. And when you say take attendance, how do they do? They make them turn the camera on to show that no, they're they, there. They talk to them. Oh, they talk to them. Yeah. So there is verification. This that all the kids came out there. of. This all came, and this is. Well, don't know, don't get upset be, because I'm people are saying upset. this, so I figure we can clear the air. And I love that you did. So this all came out of a discussion that the system where where these teachers are tracking attendance had two options: in attendance or absent. Excuse me, three. In attendance, absent, or late. Okay. Right? And the superintendent came to the school committee and said, we want to put a remote category in. So we have statistical evidence of Tom was here physically, Neil was here remote. remotely. Good thing. Yep. From there, we spiraled into Johnny turning his camera off, camera off and driving it all around and legal responsibility. Right. Well, I'm not fighting anybody else's war, yeah. but from watching that, it made me think, yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. At Lawrence High School, I'd go to homeroom, yeah. I'd sign in, yeah. and my second and third period were free periods. Yeah. So I'd leave. Yeah. I'd leave. My friends and I would go down to Common Street. We'd go to that little coffee shop across from the old courthouse. Yep. We'd get lunch. Remember we'd get it. coffee. We'd hang out there. It was called Bosch's at the time. And then for fourth period, I'd make fourth period. And then fifth period was lunch, so we'd leave again. So we'd go back for one class or skip that one class and just stay out until my next class I actually had to physically attend was like one o'clock for fifth period, sixth period. Um, so I, I know what kids do. I know you can't, there can't ever be a trust factor. I went kids. to the Gulag, Central Catholic. Yeah. You didn't get any choice to well, leave. Well, right. And if only we had that now. Yeah. If only well, we had that now. If we had the discipline now. Somewhere between there and where we are. Yeah. I don't know. What is the attendance like? What are the attendance? I mean, I'm not asking. The for statistics are good. Numbers. I don't know them off the top of my head, but they're, they're good. Yeah. Are, are people abusing the system? Absolutely. Yeah. Do I know the numbers? No. No. Um, I'll ask for it at the next. Do we know how many kids that we lost when COVID happened that haven't come back? Because I'm hearing that in other I communities. No. Um, I, I was listening. I can't remember what community it was. It might have been Andover, but don't hold me to that. But there was one one um, community within the last week that their school board members were talking about how. Um, they lost like a third of their students at COVID and they haven't gotten them back mm -hmm. yet. And so I was just wondering if Methuen had the same issue. No, so I, I don't it's think it's not really. I don't think it's that high. Um, listen, I got a son who's a teacher in Revere, completely remote. This is not a unique problem to Methuen, to Lawrence, to right. Andover. Right. This is problematic. Right. So now that you're, you're, you're hero, St. Fauci, Says that all the kids should go Saint back. Should, all the kids should go back to school. Well, we've been doing hybrid, right? Well, but he didn't say hybrid. He said all the kids should go back and be in school. That's his perspective. He can afford to. Oh, have oh, it's his perspective. It's. I thought he was. I thought what he. I thought he was the preeminent guy that everybody that you follow. I thought he was like your hero. I, I don't think you I said you were the last, my hero. Last time you were here, you said you were a big fan. You're a big fan of, of Fauci. So you think he might be wrong about big that? Big fan doesn't mean I'm ready for sainthood. This is I love to hear it. So so he might be wrong about this, you're saying. He could be. Okay. All right, because he's been wrong about almost everything. I'll tell else. you so <clears throat> so we um we sit just before I came up here, I sat with the superintendent, the lead school nurse, the director of public health, um, and the chief of staff, and we went through the numbers. Mm -hmm. We don't we don't sit there and th I got a theory on going back. To we look at the numbers. Right. How many under 19? How many by school? How many teachers by school? Because it's a, a double-edged sword. 
there's the kids, there's the staff. You need a mix of both. Right. Right? You could have all the kids healthy. If you've got 22 teachers out in a building, you've got a problem. Yep. In Methuen, we're already, and I say this to the audience candidly, I've talked about it at the school committee, we're already down 40 positions due to leaves and other things that mm -hmm. COVID-related. Right? Uh, we've got vacancies out there. We're trying to find people. It's, it's a hard time to find people that want to teach. Um, I wouldn't want to teach. That, that's I've offered to... To, if if city council won't barbecue me to go do a uh, um, Spanish class for a day, That'd I was on fun. Spanish radio this morning. Were you? Yeah, with my buddy uh, Bill Mega, Castro. Mega ninety five. Yeah, I love. He's he's not my buddy. He's my brother. He's awesome. I love him. I've known him for about thirty years, and I love that. He's guy. the best. Um, I went down there um, to talk about COVID and events at Christmas holidays, and we're going to be doing some PSAs. You know. Um, and I sang a little in Spanish. Nice. Yeah. That I want to hear. Well, you can hear it. Because when we're out and karaoke's going on, I don't ever see you get up to do the karaoke. Oh, I so do I definitely. You've never done it when I was there. I've cut back on my I've seen Diana do like it. it. I've seen Sonia do it. Diana's got a fabulous She voice. does have a great voice. Yeah. And I've seen Sonia do it. And yeah. I've seen both Janas do it. Yeah. I saw Sonia seen, this I've, morning. I've never, how was she? She's good. I love her. Yep. Yeah. Resident awesome. I'm her mayor. She's probably one of the most brilliant people I've ever met. Sonia? Yeah. Yeah. Very smart. Smart. Even Diana complains. I can't believe she's so smart. She's smarter than me. <laughs> I hate that, she says. Um, so as far as the schools are concerned, just yeah. to wrap this up. Yeah. Um, this segment of the show, you, the school segment. You think, you think, and, and uh, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. You think that um, the Methuen schools are handling it right. I do. And you think that what you're doing is going to mitigate um, higher numbers of COVID. I do. Okay. And I, I say that. You know, candidly, and, and I say, you know, I had a parent email this morning and disagree with me, and, and I, I get it. No matter what decision you make, somebody's going to disagree with you. Right, because you have people who, who are rabid on the right who not only hate wearing masks, but hate you if you wear a mask. Correct. I'm not one of those. Right. You have people on the far left who will physically attack people for not wearing a mask. Correct. And so no matter what you do, you're going to piss off one of those two yeah. groups. This is still America. Yep, I agree. By the way, when you said that at the meeting, yeah. somebody asked, if, uh, for those watching, somebody asked the mayor at the last council meeting if he was going to mandate testing in the schools. And his answer made me literally leap out of my chair. If you're watching the podcast, you could hear me clapping in, alone in my office when he said, Methuen is still in America. And we're not going to force anybody to do anything they don't want to do. And I thought, my God, if only we had congressmen that thought that way. If only we had a governor that thought that way. If only we had senators who thought that way. Because this is still America. And if someone wants to take a chance, that's on them. Let them do it. Yep. I, I'm not going to take that. I'm not taking the vaccine first, first round. I'm going to wait for everybody else to take it and see how many people die first. And then maybe I'll take the, take the vaccine. This guy's like the Grim Reaper, for God's sake. Well, listen, it's all I mean, about death today. Well, COVID is a death thing. No. It's not a death thing? Well, the so, one at, at the school's open. Well, uh, <laughs> why, so only death cancels school? Is that what it is? Well, no, but if, if, if it, well, yeah, I would say. I come from the generation that used to walk 33 miles backwards over the hills. Right, with no in shoes. The morning, with uphill. no shoes. Uphill both Never ways. Never went to sleep, yeah. <laughs> so, I'd say this to you. Um, I think we have to be comfortable with the un uncomfortable. Comfortable with the unknown. I, I Again, I'm going to go back to the schools, and, and somebody's going to disagree with this, and it's okay. Uh, I'm proud 
of our teachers, our administrators, and our superintendent. They've got a tough job. They've done an outstanding job in a very difficult environment. And by the way, so have our police officers, so have our fire department, right? Um, so have the people who work in City Hall. I work with a lot of really cool people. And every once in a while, you know, a bad apple is spotted and everybody paints the broad brush. And that's right. not what I see. Right. Right? So um, I said it on my show, I'm going to say it here. Um, I love what I'm doing. I mean, for all the right reasons, my heart is in this job. Right? And even to, even to the people who criticize me morning, noon, and night on Facebook, keep it up. Yeah, right? I, 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 I'm not. I still think you should pay less attention to them and yeah. more attention because when I ask These people, chips are addictive. They are addictive. Wait till wait till the blaze come back. Those are even better. Um, when when I'm out in the community and I'm in Methuen more way more than I'm in in my hometown of North End or even in Lawrence these days. I'm in Methuen a yeah, lot. Yeah, we got to talk about that. We don't want you Methuen. No, I, I well, I, listen. I understand they're taking up a petition too. So well, we don't want you bringing your diseases over right, the line. Right, right. Yeah. But when I talk to people, when I'm in Borelli's and I'm standing in line and I see somebody that I know and they say, "Hey, the, the mayor comes on your show," huh? And I go, yeah, they say, "You know, I think he's doing a good job." I haven't really heard anybody say, "Yeah, I, I think the guy's way off, way off track." I don't think he's doing a good job. Yeah. And and that's I didn't get that with the last mayor. I didn't even get that with the mayor before yeah. that. There were always. A lot of people who didn't like the mayor and a lot of people who did, I don't find many people criticizing the job that you're yeah. doing. They may not like you, yeah. but I don't find many people criticizing the job like that, me? You, that you do. Who could not like me? I, I, could just of, I, I could think of at least one city councilor. Okay. Well, I'm lovable. That's so true. I, I'd say this. I'd say he's lovable. So um, uh, my view on my performance is if I was uh, – I heard you're going to do grades. I am doing grades. Yeah. So I would give myself a B-. minus. Really? Yeah. And I say that because um, to me – I'm always about how I could do better. Right. Right? Um, and I say this, so, and this is going to come through the wrong way, and I'll apologize in advance. I'm not a politician, and people will go crazy when they hear that. I'm not a, I do not. I agree with that. So the we, Sometimes they, I wish you were a little bit more political. Yeah, I'm not savvy politically. And so, Then you should listen to the people like me who are savvy politically well, when I say, you know, this is coming up. You might want to steer away from this. No, or- so I, I, while I respect you for that, I'd say this to you. I can only be who I am, mm-hmm. right? And um, direct is my approach, and transparency is how I choose to go. Has that blown up on me a couple times? You betcha. Mm-hmm. You betcha. Um, but it's not going to stop me from being me. Yeah, right. no, no, I don't want you to stop being you, but I think like I don't know a lot about air ducts, right? Yeah. So if I'm if I'm if I'm gonna do something that has to do with air ducts, I'm gonna call Nina at Climate Designs mm-hmm. and say, look, you guys do air ducts, you're the experts. What do you think of this idea? And I think when people come to you with political suggestions, like maybe you might want to steer away from this, you might want to steer toward this, you always just don't listen to any of that <laughs> and just do whatever you want to do. True. And do whatever you want And so I would just I think you would do better for yourself. If sometimes you listen to some of that political advice, not that, yeah. you, not that it's the only thing that you make your decision on based yeah. on politics, but sometimes, like you don't have a political bone in your body and it works against you sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? So that's my only, my only advice for what it's worth. Yeah. You know, it's funny, all the councilors took my advice before the election. Then they got elected and Tom Duggan was the bad guy, right? Because now all of a sudden they're involved in shenanigans and I'm calling them out. So now all of a sudden I'm a piece of crap. But before the election, boy, they were on the phone with me every day. What's the ones and twos, Tom? Tom, where should my people be on election day, Tom? But you invite that. Well, I don't... You're like a shock jock. My theory on you is shock jock. All right. Well, I mean, I guess I'll take that. You say things to elicit a reaction. I don't know if you always... Some of the stuff you say about women, 
I got to be honest with you. I don't know how to take it. Okay. All right. Fair right? enough. So I'm, you know. But you're from an old, even a slightly older generation than Absolutely. I am. Absolutely. So you should understand. Like when I was growing up, hitting on a woman was going over and trying to kiss her, right? Uh, uh, let's just talk uh, about it. Uh, well, you're a single guy, uh, right? Uh, uh, yeah. So Very single. So, Thanksgiving so, Day, all alone. I napped for two and a half hours. <laughs> it was sad. So, so when I was growing up, hitting on someone was going over and trying to kiss them, trying to get them to go on a date with you. Today, if I... That's comp- assault, brother. If I, if, I co- if I compliment a woman's dress today, they yeah. consider it sexual harassment. Yeah, but, but So part of that is... So I, I love that you brought that up. So I, I got to be honest with you, I was horrified that the city has provided no training, had provided no training, on sexual harassment. You're talking to a guy who went to multiple sexual harassment trainings a year as an executive at Raytheon. That's mandated, mm-hmm. right? Understanding how things have changed and how you have to react in a given environment is an important part of being, you know, moving forward. Mm-hmm. So we are addressing that in the city. Right. Right. We're doing training. Um, but and take sexual harassment off the table. There's a lot of things that haven't been done. We haven't done leadership training. There's been well, a prevalent that, theme of that, kicking that, the that, can down the road. That's painfully obvious that you're not doing leadership yeah. training. Well, and, and so... When I watch the meetings. So part of it is, um, and, and I'm not criticizing past mayors, so I want to make sure you understand that, is everything is cost, is a decision cost-based. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's cheaper not to do any training. Right, right. Um, I put a system in that we're gonna we're using for COVID reporting. We're gonna use for our DPW. We'll use it for our health inspectors, and I'm gonna use it when I go to the budget next year because I'm gonna be smarter and better prepared when we go to the budget. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say, look, we did X thousand transactions, check-in restaurants with Y number of health inspectors. Either we budget more, or this is all we can do. Right. Right? You have to, that's the facts and data things that I know this one guy loves me when I say that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you, you know, you, you've got you've to got, you've got be um, accountable to the audience. You've got to show them how the tax dollars are being spent. And I'm going to remind people, my track record thus far is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I said, ask the CAFO. Who the most frequent person to talk to every day about expenses is? It's me. I've already notified the department heads that we had a department head meeting yesterday, and they're doing a good job. I'm pulling the reins in in January because i got to make sure that the state gets to where they said they were going to get financially in support of our city. I'm not going to turn around to our residents and say, whoops, state said this, didn't get there, right? So we're going to tighten the belt in January. Right. And then if the state gives us what we said, we, you know, We'll make sure we do what we need to do, you know, uh, later in the year, like in the April time frame, right? But that's just good business practice to me. That's not um, not being punitive, right? We're just trying to make sure. Uh, I'm not going to surprise the residents and say, surprise, we got a, mm-hmm. a $2 million overrun. Uh, I'm all about budgeting, right? I pay lots of attention to the numbers. And every purchase order that's placed in the city of Methuen, I look at. Right, and the department heads will tell you they get questions mm-hmm. frequently. What's this for? Why this? Why that? Ever learned something? Um, you know, I was talking to somebody, um, our purchasing director. You know, <clears throat> we 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 got office supplies that we're doing purchase recs and everything for. 
There's an easier way to do those. So once we get through the CARES spending at the end of January, um, we're going to take a hard look at that. Because I come from an environment where you have online accounts, which Combuys has with Staples and WB Mason and people like that. And you should be able to you know, use a, a purchasing card to just do your transactions versus you know, paying you to do a transaction that's $49.41 from WB Mason. Right. When you should be doing the $80,000 transaction and paying attention to that. That's it's crazy. You're mm-hmm. you're you're asking for mistakes by piling on, right? So um, that's all process related, and we're going to focus on that. All right. So we had a lot of fun the first half of the show. We did. So let's get into something uncomfortable. Mm. So the city council has ramped up their war on the police department and on the police chief. Mm-hmm. My understanding is that council. I hadn't noticed. Um, well, then you're not paying attention okay. as, the, as the opening song I says. must have not been paying must attention. Must have not been paying attention. Um, I know that the soon-to-be former council chairman, Jim McCarty, uh, I was told by a reporter at one of the Boston media outlets that he called for um, Chief Solomon's resignation. Um, I know that you guys commissioned an audit of the police, management audit of the police department to see how it was being managed. We did. And before that even happened, before, and they haven't come out with their, their report yet, before they even come out with their report, the council does a vote of no confidence. Then they also are calling for a 211 investigation so mm-hmm. that they can investigate. Mm-hmm. And I'm all for all any investigation anybody wants to do. Because if something comes out that shows that Joe Solomon's a crook or that any of his manage, management team is, is a crook and they're doing something wrong, we should know about that. I'm, I'm for all the 211 investigations and everything. But I, I guess my question is, when is enough enough? Like, at what point do, do we say, okay, can, we, can this be over now? Yeah. Um, so it, it, it seems o- like they're jumping the gun and they're, they're, they're looking for the result that they want yeah. while an audit and while an IG uh, uh, investigation is going on. Yeah. So, um, so I'll say two things. So, um, and you hit on both of them. So the audit report and the IG's report are essential for me. Right. And they will determine the course of action I take. And I mean that sincerely. Articles in the newspaper may have facts in them, I'll say that. Um, but they alone are not enough to act upon. Right. All right. And so uh, I mean, I'm not, I want people, uh, I'm not defending the chief. Um, Why not, by the way? If I had a, like, forget that it's Joe Solomon. Yeah. If I'm the mayor of Lawrence and my, my city council is yeah. attacking the library director at every meeting, and they don't have proof and they don't have evidence so to let, show let me, me so, I would defend so my some, library director until okay. they showed me something. Okay, but, so and let me be quite blank since you. So every department head in the city took a reduction, mm-hmm. except for one. Mm-hmm. Who was that one? Uh, would it be the police department? That would be. Okay. All right. So the mayor took a $12,000 pay cut to try to show the seriousness of the budget situation in the city. Um, a contract is a contract, right? But if the contract has illegal parts in it, then it should be looked at. So I'm looking hard at that. Okay. And I'm having professionals look at it. Right. As, and that's not- And I'm okay as, with that. As I should. I have an obligation to the taxpayers to be accountable to everybody. Right. Right. But and until- if the answer comes back from that professional that there's nothing in the contract that's illegal. Now, I'm not going to go out and say the contract's the bad thing. Um, is he overpaid? Yes, he is. I don't think anybody, including him, would deny that. Okay. But here's the thing. Nine previous city councilors and a previous mayor signed it. Right. And so... My whole approach is legal risk to the city. 
And that's what it has to be because I'm an agent of the city. Right. I'm the purchasing agent in the end. And when I say something, it's different even than the city council saying it. So I'm not going to speak for or against any employee until I know all the details around it. But don't you give, like, people have accused you of something in the last election, They right? did? You got accused of some horrible things by your opponent. Wasn't true. And I said to your opponent at the time, show me the evidence that that's true and I will write the story. Mm -hmm. The same thing I say to DJ Borgard and Mike Samad about Joe Solomon. And their answer is always, well, we don't trust you. Okay, fine. Don't trust me. That's okay. How come you haven't given your proof to the Globe, the Herald, the Tribune? Why don't you post it on Facebook? If you've got proof that there's a city employee that's corrupt and has done something illegal, and you don't want to trust me with it, first of all, you can trust me because if, if Joe Solomon turns out to be a crook, that means he fooled me for 16 years, and I'm going to want to take him down. And yeah. by the way, my story will have a lot more credibility because I'm the guy that's been defending him for 15 years, yeah. even when the last mayor, or the, the, the last uh, uh, three mayors yeah, ago tried, saying, tried to fire him. You keep saying... So I hate to use a Fauci moment on you, All right. but you keep saying, is he a crook, yes or no? There's a much broader scheme there. Okay. As a leader, there's more than just, are you doing something illegal or not? Right. Right? That's but, but one the of accusation, the But the accusation no, by Jim McCarty. No, added, there's, there's others. Okay. But, but, the, but the primary allegation by Mike Samad and, 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 and Saba and McCarty and some of the other counselors is that he's a crook. And in, and in fact, Jim McCarty said during a debate on on. Uh, MCTV3 or whatever it's called, public access, during the, during the debate, he said that he was involved in a criminal conspiracy. And so I think what my position is, is if I'm the mayor of Lawrence, I'm the mayor of Methuen, and I've got a library director, and one of my counselors says yeah. that about them with no yeah. evidence to prove that that's true, I'm going to defend them and give them the benefit of the doubt until they can show me differently. Right. Because that's how I am as a reporter. So... Um so I'm going to, you know, uh, I think a lot of this could have been quelled if the chief took a 10% pay cut like the rest of us. Do you really think so? I do. Because I think that this guy could do, doesn't matter what he does, they're coming after him. Well, I... Because I, there's a lot more going on behind the scenes. It's not really so much them going after yeah. him. Other people are pulling the strings to make it happen. We, all, we all know that and we all know who they Maybe. are. Maybe. So I, I guess I'd say to you is, uh, I've said publicly, I'm going to wait until the audit is finished. Mm -hmm. I'm going to wait to read the report. I'm going to share the report with the council, and then I'm going to share the report with the public. Okay. There's many more things as leader than are you doing something criminal, yes or no. Right. How you treat your employees is important. Sure. Right? Whether you're consistent, and I continue to use when I'm talking to people in the city, I continue to use the example of my children. And let's forget the chief for a minute, because it shouldn't all be about the chief. Because right. this standard should exist for every city employee. I agree. So... But accountability is big, and I'm not going to deny that for everybody. And no matter how many years you've spent working for the city, you have an accountability to the taxpayers. I owe the taxpayers a response on, on the police department, mm -hmm. and then when we're finished in the police department, we're going to do the DPW. Right? That's been my plan all along. This is not about... The person. This is about accountability well, to the it, taxpayer. It shouldn't be about the person, but yep. the councils have made it about the person. Well, there's and questions that are unanswered, so I'm going to keep going back on you. But let's go back to the right. So we commissioned an audit. Um, we've we are waiting an IG report, and those two things together will form the basis of what my actions are as the mayor. Right. Right, and I will be open and transparent about that. And I, you know, that means, you know, if there's things that the audit and the IG say are really done well by police, we'll talk about that. 
And if there I are hope things so. that need to be addressed, we'll talk about that as well. My fear is that <clears throat> I, I, I've, I've read management. I was on the school yeah. board in Lawrence, so I, I yeah. read, I've read management reports before. And like the first 15 pages are um, when we did the Lawrence, uh, Lawrence School Department audit report. The first 15 pages were, these are all the things that the Lawrence School Department is doing pretty well. Yeah. These are things that they've kind of got really yeah. good. And then the next 15 pages are a bunch of things that you can do better. And then there might be one or two pages in the back that say, uh, but these things are alarming. These, we did find, you know, there are things that did, aren't going well, but you can tweak it, you can make it better. Yeah. But then these are two or three things that are alarming. And so my fear is yeah. the audit report comes out and people like Mike Samad and Boragad, people who have a personal agenda, will seize on the fact that he didn't buy enough paper clips or seize on the fact that something negative in that second 15 page so let me rebut, report. Let me rebut that a little bit. And, and try to use that to just push let him out the door and make it. Okay. So here's, here's a perfect example. You should never have taken these ships out, by the way. But they're good. Um, Wait till the blaze come out. I'm telling you, they're 10 times better than these. Um, and by the way, Dorito's not giving us anything for Take home plug. vehicles for the police department. Yes. How many officers do we have in the one? Oh, that's a good question. Um, if I had to guess, I'd say maybe 80? Um, yeah, when you put the civilian personnel, it's just over 100. Okay. Now, discount the civilians. <clears throat> you got 65 patrolmen budgeted. I know that. You got three captains budgeted. I know that. Um, how many take-home vehicles were there out of the 80? I don't know. 29. Okay. So I look at the citizens and I listen to the citizens. That's too many. Mm -hmm. That's too many. I don't care who you are. Right? And that's not, I don't like cops. Right. That's, there's an expense associated with that. Right. Right? Gas, et cetera. People, their contract allows them to live within, I think it's 15 miles of the city, right. which is fine. For uh, patrol, I want to, patrol officers who are uh, regular patrol officers and above. Not for intermittence. I want to clear that up in case this tape gets used against me. <laughs> so, um, 29 take, I wrote a take home vehicle policy. Right? There's a process where uh, people can grieve it if they want. And, and I believe they have. But my view is I have an obligation in a year where the revenue from the state is down $6 million to the city of Methuen. We have an obligation to look at the taxpayers and not make them pay for 29 vehicles to be driven to and from home, right? I don't disagree with that. What's the right number? So the right number is probably, in my mind, in the 12 to 15 range. I would have said 10, but okay. Right? I'll take that. And so, yeah, but there are certain, certain groups that the command staff should, should take home their cars because they have to respond. Right. Um, the SWAT team, the correct, detectives. Correct. Well, not all the detectives. The lieutenant and whoever's covering, in my mind. Right? So there should be two take-homes in the detective, the lieutenant who's in charge and whoever, whichever detective is on call. And that, you know, that's not, I'm not, uh, to me, that's not a slight on the officers. That is economics. Mm -hmm. 29 is too many. So You can't look at the citizens of our community in 11, a community that still has an 11% unemployment rate. And remind me, I want to talk about rental assistance before I leave today. Okay. 11% unemployment rate, and expect them to understand 30 people out of 80 taking home vehicles. That's not, that does not make sense, right? right? That's, and it's not, you know. Now, would you call that mismanagement? Because if that's in the audit report, and it probably will I be. I do. 
You do call that mismanagement. I do. Okay. See, I don't call that mismanagement. I do. But tell I think. Me why I think. I, and I, I'm not laying it entirely solely at the chiefs, uh, so the command staff. You, you've got to. You've got to tell the troops, hey, these are hard times. There's a fiscal reality that the rest of the community is dealing with, and we've got to roll with it. I have a city vehicle. How much gas from the city coffers do I put in my vehicle? Probably none. You probably pay for it yourself. Zero. Right. I, and I fill up myself. Right? I don't, you know, I'm not asking the officers to do that. But somewhere between uh, what most cities do, which is if you've got a vehicle, you've got imputed income. Mm-hmm. That's adding to your income. And nobody gets a take-home vehicle. There's a, a, a harsh reality that says this is common sense here. Mm-hmm. And forget the police department. So the same rule went out for the DPW, right? I'm not punishing people. This is a fiscal reality, right? You've got a responsibility to turn to the taxpayers when the tax comes out and say, this is what we're doing, right? Mm -hmm. Because uh, assessed value of property in Methuen continues to rise. So, um, you know, there are decisions that are made out of um, economic good sense, I think, right? Now, I didn't go to council for that, but council's aware of it. I would assume they support it. Um, but, you know, I use that as an example. That That's something that, to me, and this is a lesson learned, and forget the chief for a minute, a lot rolls to the mayor. Everything rolls to the mayor. Well, but uh, so to me, I come from an environment where uh, you're part of participative leadership, so leaders at different levels make decisions and are accountable for them, right? And, and you know, I shouldn't be the only person making a decision, you know, on what the COVID leave is for an essential employee, right? So that's been, you know, things tend to roll up. So let me ask you, if so let's say you, there's, what did you say, 29 take-home cars? Mm-hmm. So let's say tomorrow. There were. Okay, so let's say you said... Okay, 19 of those cars, I want you to turn them in. Mm-hmm. And now they're just sitting there. You've got the cars. They've already been paid for. Sure. The only thing you're really saving is gas. Nope. That's kind of pennies in a $100 million budget, no. right? It's no, not. I would disagree with that. So it's tens of thousands of dollars. Is it really? End. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, I'm glad you said that because the Inspector General in 2015 had a laser focus on this same topic. Really? Yeah. And not in Justin Methuen, across the Commonwealth. So, you know, you've got to understand the average taxpayer has a right to expect his or her city to manage economically, especially when times are difficult like this. Right? We have an obligation. That, that's accountability to me. So me looking in their eyes saying, I'm doing everything in my power to make sure we keep costs as um, limited as possible. Right? Understanding the, this has been a very difficult year. Um, I've made decisions economically that others have disagreed with to try to put money towards uh, tax relief for citizens. I sit here and look at you and say, I think I did the right thing. And to see with 11%, some people would disagree. Um, you know, I've got a lot of, um, I've got a lot, I had a lot of good discussions with um, the CAFO, with Sean Cronin, who, um, you know, from DLS, from the state, he's the financial overseer kind of from, from Methuen. He's been a good resource for me. He's told me when he, he agrees with what I'm doing. He's told me when he disagrees um, and why. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been good 
lesson learned for me. But I, I, I'm going to keep saying it. Every decision I make, whether it's the $6,000 I spent out of CARES money, not out of tax money, or for Halloween candy, or the $53,000 from the, uh, the Castle Fund for the Christmas lights, I, I'm making decisions with the overall best interests of the city of Methuen at heart. I'm not doing things for Neil Perry. I'm not, right? Uh, I Again, and not to, I cut my own salary. I'm comfortable with that. Right. Now, now, the council wants to hire a new city solicitor. I'm still a little confused by this because you've got a guy who works full-time, but you pay him part-time. And that's because uh, Attorney D'Agostino, I guess yep. he's got some kind of a pension or something. He can't make more than a certain amount Correct. of money. So rather than save money, the council decided that they were going to get rid of Ricky D'Agostino. And I, I understand he found out when he looked at the agenda. Nobody actually bothered to give him a heads up. Yeah. And they interviewed a guy this week, um, and I can't remember his name. It's Simonetti or something like that. <laughs> and I don't know who the gentleman is. He might be a Rossetti. great... Rossetti. 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 I'm sorry. Um, and I don't know the guy. I've never met him, so I have nothing against him. But during the discussion, it came out that he was fired from Lowell, and he's suing Lowell. Mm -hmm. And my first thought was, isn't Methuen trying to get away from those kind of things? Like, like how is this guy their pick? Depends on what the rationale for him suing is. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, they asked him why he was fired, and he talked about litigation, but never said why he was fired. You can find out by so you Google it. No, I know, right but I mean, we talk about transparency. Mm -hmm. the, one of those counselors should have forced him to say, "Okay, but why were you fired? Like, yeah. what was what was their stated reason?" So we know. And I, I did like that he offered that he was terminated. Yep, that's better than trying you know, to hide it. Yeah. Yep. So, and again, maybe he's a great lawyer, and maybe they'll now hire the, him and he'll do a good now job. The counterpoint to that is Malden hired him twice. Yes. Right? Yep. I mean, but that doesn't, that doesn't really negate the fact that he was fired, though, from the no. other job. Sometimes, sometimes people just don't mix. That's true. Right? That's true. I mean, it, it happens. So, you know, I, I'd love to sit here and tell you every hiring decision I've made has been a corker. I'd like to see them repost the position. See if they can get some more qualified candidates, mm -hmm. people maybe who weren't, you know, fired from other jobs and suing municipalities. Um, I would be careful not to, <clears throat> you don't want to just count them out just because of that. We're going to do proper due diligence, trust me. All right. I mean, obviously, you know something that I don't, you don't want to tell us. No. Okay. All right. Very good. So how long do you think before you're going to I only have... come so I can see Ben. You know, I like Ben. <laughs> he likes you too, apparently. Yeah. Um, you threw me off my question now. Um, Sorry. That was good. So, think so, of you on fire on YouTube. So, how, how, long, how long before you think you're going to have a full-time city solicitor to hit the ground running? I don't know, because the city solicitor doesn't work for the mayor. Yeah, but I mean, you would know you're there every day, no? Yeah. Okay. So, it's up for, it's up on, for vote on the 7th. And when do you think we'll have a, a, I don't vote. an no. audit report? I, apparently, you don't even get a chance to talk sometimes either. So I do, I do. If you watch the uh, the light meeting, I convinced Councilor Dezoglio to give me some of his time. Mm -hmm. So very interesting in and of itself. <laughs> um, you have an audit report coming out on the management. We talked about. I understand draft that report before the holidays. Um, hopefully, the IG report will be in the same time frame. Okay, because I would say to you, we need to address this and move on. It's time to move the city of Methuen forward. We need to address this situation um, to do that. So right? now, so there's, we, we, you know, one of the things is, and, and um, in in support of what I just said, 
there's a lot of good things happening, but they're not getting the airplay that they should uh, because we're focused on the negative, mm-hmm. right? I I say this. I like, focus on both. We talk about the positive thing. Yeah, and we talk I, about I the love. I love my job. I love Methuen. I really do. I want my kids to love Methuen. That's hey. If people think this was a power trip for me, best of luck to you. Yeah. I, I I did this because I want my kids to love Methuen as much as I do, and I don't want Methuen to be a punchline and a joke. Right? It's a great community. There are great people there. They're passionate. They care. Sometimes does that passion bubble over? You betcha. Mm-hmm. Right? But um, it's a great community, and we want to move it forward. And, you know, one of the reasons I'm running for re-election is uh, not everything um, – I wish the term had been four years versus two because I wouldn't be re-running. Right. Um, four years is better, by the way. It is. I think it is. But I, I tell you, you know, the COVID issue kind of stopped us from doing some of the things I wanted to I still have things that set to do, but we're still all about establishing accountability in all the city departments. So we're nearing the end of the show. We are. What? Uh, believe it or not, the owl flies. Um, don't forget rentals. You got to let me do rental. Good. Talk about your rental assistance. So we've set aside two hundred thousand dollars of uh, city money, CARES money. Excuse me. And it has to be used before December thirtieth. So if you're a resident who has struggled due to COVID to pay your rent. Right, there are some conditions. There are income conditions, but the primary one says your rent had to be current as of March 2020. You have to be able to prove that COVID impacted your income. If you can prove those, there's an application on the C website that you can get up to three thousand dollars for rent utilities to pay your rent utilities in the city of Methuen, because with 11 percent unemployment rate, um, and and so I want to bring something. You know, we put 3.1 million in free cash my first year. We, um, I don't want to talk about the tax rate, but I think we're going to do the right thing there. I'm waiting on confirmation from the state. Um, You know, we recognize that the students have had a difficult year with the council, and I say this, we share credit that we did a good job on the budget. I I didn't like everything we did, but, you know, I I like the fact that we pulled the, the belt in Right and didn't spend anywhere near what you know people thought we would spend, um, and we're making the right decisions economically day to day from a policy standpoint. Add all of that up, where you know the tax rate. We're going to discuss Monday night. I hope the residents watch that. We're we're offering two hundred thousand dollars of rental assistance to members of the community impacted, and so we're trying to make sure everybody has. Uh, as enjoyable holiday season as possible, celebrating with ten people or less. Hopefully, people that you live with. So, yeah, no, not happening here. Um, what, uh, another thing before we uh, before we uh, go, um, I found out last night that I guess the Days Inn is going to be taking in homeless people again, and that they've accepted a grant from the state so that the people who go there. Yeah don't have to just be Methuen people. They can be people from other communities. Mm. And I know that this was something that you addressed the last time this happened, and yeah. I thought maybe you could give us your thoughts on this. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little perplexed that they continue to do that without consulting the city. Because... Um, well, why should and, they? Like, if, if I'm so a I'll private tell you person why. and I I'll tell you why, because it adds cost to the city. 
Okay. So I can, you know, I'm glad you said. But I mean, on their I'll end, provide why- statistics that show that the impact on my fire and police departments uh, grows. I, I agree with that. Right. So I've got. But more, on their end, why more should- medical runs? I've got more of this. I've got more police calls to days in when when people are there. This is not saying that we don't want them to have a roof over their head. We've never said that. Mm-hmm. Right. This is not about keep everybody out. But there should be some consultation with the city. That's a business in our city. There's an obligation to discuss it with the city. Uh, if I did this in another city, other city mayors would be unhappy with me. Right. Right? If I went to Andover and did it, or Lawrence and did it, I would expect... But this to is the state. Them. Yeah, well... This is the state gave a grant, This is so not it's... the state. So there, there'll be somebody who's, from a business standpoint... Who is kind of quarterbacking this is what my theory is, right? Mm-hmm. So somebody texted me the same thing last night, and that's on my agenda of things to look at today and tomorrow. Is why why did they just not consult with us? Right. I, I can sit here and tell you there was added cost to the to the taxpayer of Methuen. Remember, my whole job is accountability to the taxpayer of Methuen. Right. Right. But I guess so my my question people can't though is- just make decisions that cost money. To the taxpayers of Methuen without consulting with the city. That's a, not that we're going to say no. Right. We need to understand. They need to understand what the. So the state's going to pay this business. Is the state giving some money to Methuen for the increased medical costs, for the increased police and fire maybe costs? Maybe that's something you could apply for through COVID. Well, uh, maybe. Yeah. There were no COVID applications for that, to my knowledge. No. And one of my biggest fears is uh, the CARES funding expires, at least it's supposed to expire, December 30th. And uh, we've done some really good things with it. I shared the list with the council today. Um, and I stand by everything we've done. If it was a contract over $50,000, it went to council. Um, but, you know, I'm hoping that down in Washington, people are going to start getting together and start thinking about the impact. Forget Methuen, right? Uh, municipalities are hurting. Mm-hmm. That is across the United States. And so we need these people in Washington to be on the same page about how do we help communities get through this, right? This is impacting businesses. This is impacting individuals. Um, and that $200,000 is a little bit of help. Mm-hmm. We, we need more help from Washington. So if you're in Washington, I don't care if you're red or you're blue, we need you thinking about how you help the municipalities. Right. I think there needs to be another round of stimulus. I agree. And I'm, I'm, I'm perplexed as to, I guess I'm not perplexed. They just didn't want... Uh, they, they, didn't, they didn't want Trump to get credit for anything so that they weren't going to work with him yeah. before the election. Yeah. But now that it's over, everybody should be getting together and trying to get some funding. Out. Agreed. Yeah. So uh, before we go, yeah. um, is, there, is there anything you want to tell people, stuff that's coming up? I know that yeah. our friends donated a Christmas tree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so thank you to the A-Bears. I've known them since my days at Raytheon. They're wonderful people. Mm-hmm. And I'm thrilled as punch to have them in Methuen as a business, New England Die. Um, a beautiful Christmas tree. And, you know, uh, we had some day say, oh, why at the loop? We, we're decorating the tree at Nevins. We're decorating the tree at the loop like it's never been decorated before. Uh, we're decorating the buildings across the city. We're having it professionally done. We've got a mind map. Let me explain what it is. We want you to use your phone or your iPad or your computer as you drive around the city. There's, um, and I saw the first blush of it yesterday. Fantastic. You can click on a spot. It gives you an address and what's there. Uh, so you can... Uh, kind of drive around the city. So it's, like a, it's almost like a virtual tour. It of, is. Uh, it that, is. That, I like that. Yeah. And you, you get to go. Um, 
my, they're putting up my tree at the clock tower right now. Um, and I want to give a shout out to um, uh, Bill Buckley um, and to um, all the folks who we, we, we put Christina St. Ange's daughter's name on the clock tower today. I'm really proud of that. That's long overdue. Uh, great family in Methuen that we love. Mm -hmm. um, so Methuen's going to look great. I, I drive around the city and I see the residents have done a great job decorating. Um, it's really impressive. And to me, that, that's a sign of that people recognize this has been a tough year. Mm -hmm. It's been a tough year. And we're trying to give them something to be hopeful about. And so I think you're going to be impressed with this map. Right? So, and the best part of it is you can do it on your, on your time. Right. Right. So as soon as they finish it towards the end of this week or weekend, you can drive it any any night. It'll be lit up. City Hall will be lit up. Central School will be lit up. Water Department, senior citizens. Um, Nevin's uh, Library plus the Nevin's Tree. Um, the Senior Center and their tree. Um, it's great. It's going to be a great thing. And it, it'll be uplifting in a very difficult time. So. You, this is your one-year anniversary. Mm -hmm. We've only got about a minute left. What has surprised you? Like a year ago, you had a very clear idea in your head what the job was going to be, besides COVID, because yeah. we know that that's going to be every answer, right? But what has surprised you about the job itself? Is there anything that's been either pleasantly surprising or, un or unpleasantly surprising uh, about the job that you, that you got a year ago and now you're celebrating your anniversary? Yeah, I guess some of the people who have been the most vocal critics on the council are not people that I anticipated. That's been the biggest surprise. Mm -hmm. And I say this candidly to you. I know you've heard me say, but I don't know what I've done to elicit that reaction. Uh, and for a couple months there, I was, you know, banging my head against the wall saying, what am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. I'm past that now. Yeah, because sometimes it's not you. Sometimes it's them. Well, you know, it, it is what it is at this point. Right. Right. And like I said, every morning I get up, every day I go into work. I miss one day all year. And on that day, I had my gallbladder out. I'll probably pay for these chips later. <laughs> um, but, you know, I... Things... I, I think we have a tendency to blow things out of proportion. And I don't even want to bring up that executive session again or the thing that happened in November, right? I'm personally protective, paternal, about my employees, right? And mm -hmm. I... We, we talked about situation. I'm, I'm very protective of my employees mm -hmm. and their rights to privacy. And, and forget that situation. Um, you know, the article on the front page of the Eco Tribune talking about four employees getting disciplined. That, that, that does not belong on the front page of the paper. To me, that's not newsworthy. That's the process. And those employees have a right to, to uh, a process to push back and say, we think you're being overly... I, I just want to push back a little bit. Yeah, I, I, actually, know you. I actually think it is, from, as a, from a journalist's perspective, I think it is a story. What's not a story is their names. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who they are. But people should know that you've got four employees that did something wrong and they're being disciplined for it and, and actually. But is you got to get the story right. Right. Well, the Tribune never does. <laughs> and what's funny, here's what's funny I've never written anything in my paper that any city council could ever say at the council table that I got wrong. And yet I get the crap beat out of me by almost every one of them sitting there at every single meeting. 
And yet the Tribune gets something wrong every flipping day and councils have to get up at every meeting. Steve Saber did it at the last meeting. He said, you know, there's a thing in the, in the paper in the Eagle Tribune and they said that me and McCarty aren't getting along and that's not true. And I don't know where we got that. And he took my comments out of, out of, out of context. And I sat there and thought, yeah, but how come you're not beating them up the way you beat me up? And by the way, I've never gotten anything wrong. You've never, see, Sabres never got up there and said the Valley Patriot got something wrong. He may not like my perspective on an editorial. I'm going to buy a dinner for you and Councilor Sabre. Get you together. You know, I don't know. If, break bread. I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. No, we they. If you could pull it off, yeah. I'll show up. Okay. I don't think you can pull it off because I, I think his level of hatred is too personal. I wouldn't use the word hatred. Yeah, I will. And and I'll and I'll and I'll repeat it. Yeah. Because there are some people who may not like me, but they don't hate me. Yeah. Right. And there are some people that don't like what I do, but they do like me. Yeah. And then there are people who just outright hate me. I'm in that second group. And you probably are. <laughs> um, and Steve Saber is one of them. And I don't think so. And listen, and I've accepted that when he does something good, I'm going to come on the show and say he did something good. So go back to what uh, I said. When he does something bad, I'm also going to come We're in and so say he did something bad. We're so passionate that we inflame every discussion. Right. In the city of Middleton. That's. Right. Right, we need to be able to understand that sometimes agreeing to disagree. I don't like it when you talk about women the way you talk about them. All right, um, I my theory, all women or just certain. Well, times? no, you, you say certain comments at certain times. Okay, um, usually just to get a reaction, but okay, I'll take it. I, I agree with that. Usually to get a reaction. Right. That's why I say shock jock. Right. Right. But um, coming from where I went through, going through the difficult divorce I went through. That is, and, and being trained the way I was, right, at this point in my life, that's dangerous turf, right? Well, for you, I treat because, every, every, because you're a chief administrator. I, I by the no. way, it's not sexual harassment when I do it because I oh, have it no power. Oh, it is. No, I, oh, it is. We've been, told, we've been told for 10 years, and every single person agrees, that it's not about sex, it's about power, that your boss can't sexually harass someone gonna, underneath gonna, them. If you're going to take the training, you got to take it all. Right. But I'm not My anybody's boss. Ringing. Like nobody, nobody works. No, I'm not, I'm not complimenting the dress of anybody Doesn't who works matter. for me. It's not what you take it to be. It's what the recipient takes. Oh, well, please. They can take, if I say I like the color blue, they can take that wrong. I mean, you've got a city council who heard something going on in your office, took it as a threat. That's the way that person took it. Well, you're going to pretend you don't know. Jessica Finicaro thinks somebody, you or somebody in your office threatened her, and that's the way she took it. But that might not be the way that it was meant. I think the way that it is meant is probably as important as the way it was taken. Um, I'm trying to remember when she was in my office. At the very beginning of the year. Okay. That was when we were talking about the treasurer, and I brought them in in groups of three. I, don't, I didn't threaten anybody. I, I understand that. but my I didn't curse at the executive session. Right. But I you, said you're arguing, But you're arguing the example. Yeah. And what I'm saying is... You can say something and somebody can m misinterpret it sure. or purposely take it the wrong way to make you look bad and spread it. Like what, what happened with me and Steve, right? Steve and I. I stand corrected. No. Former teacher, Steve and I. Um, but it shouldn't be based on the, on, the, on the perception of the listener. It also needs to be the intent of the speaker, right? But so, that's hard to interpret for the listener. Well, I don't know. I don't know what that is. But listen, I... I'm not a closed-minded person. I take everything that you say today, including criticism. I'll be driving home today, and I'll be thinking, well, maybe he's right about that. Don't maybe, cry. Maybe I should do something about that. Well, when are we getting our grades? Um, ne a week from t uh, no, next Tuesday, the Valley Patriot will be out, <laughs> and you'll be and you'll be all getting your grades. C plus <laughs> plus. So yeah, I think there's only one that gets an F. 
Ooh. And I think everybody else is in the BC category except for maybe one person who's in the A category. Uh-oh. Right? I think suck you, it up to somebody. I, well, no, I don't have to suck it up to a Eunice Ziegler. doesn't get involved in any of the personal bull crap at the table. She doesn't fight with anybody. She doesn't scream at anybody. She's never disrespectful to anybody. And when she gets behind something, like she doesn't argue for like an hour about a comma. When she, ta- when she argues about something or she, or she presents something, it's usually something really important, really well thought out. And then if other people disagree with her, she listens. And I don't see that from most of the other people at that table. So I think she's probably going to get an A when I go through. Like I have a criteria of how I'm going to judge each counselor. Steve Sabre is going to get a B plus on, on the budget. A B plus? Right. Um, Mike Samad's going to get a B plus on the budget. Right. Um, Dave oh, Borg, categories? Dave, yeah, I'm, I'm going to rate them by category ah. because I'm not doing this based on who I like. Am I getting an F? Right. You're going to you're going to get um, a higher mark than a lot of other people Oof. in a lot of areas. Oof. Oof. But again, it's not. A, <laughs> but again, it's not about who Tom Duggan likes. It's going to be about my objective position on how they handle different things with the city and on the budget, almost all of them did a great job and they, and that's going to be reflected. When you evaluate me on fireworks, being shot in the, <laughs> give me an F. So Boivet can relax. Blurdy, bl- listen, I blocked him a long time ago and you should have too. And by the way, you're the one that tipped me off to how crazy he was here, here in the studio. One day you yelled at him. Me? Yep. Yeah. And I was surprised, and I that was like the first red flag that, you know, I, Neil's obviously seeing something I don't. You know what the thing is? I've I like blocked- Mark. I just don't think he's um, focused in the right areas. Yeah. I think, I don't want to get into it. Yeah. I, 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 I think that there are some people that don't know how to let anything go. Yeah. And I think if that individual learned to let some things go um, and be a little bit more logical in the way they make their decisions, they'd probably be better off. Yeah. But. Um, I was the last one to see it, and I got burned big. I got burned big because I was the last one to see it, and so I just blocked him. I don't. He can badmouth me on Facebook all he wants, just like Chris Naz or Charlie Nesbitt or Nelson Silva, all these people, Sid Harris, all these people that they're just negative haters. I just blocked them. I don't care what they have to say. They're not relevant to me. I, I, so it's okay. My my life does. <laughs> you just said that to get a reaction out of me for sure. No, for sure. Um, all right, so we're way, way over, and I appreciate the extra time, Ben. Yep. Um, did you have a good Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was good. You were all by yourself. Quiet. Were you serious? Yeah, I cried. Yeah. Really? If I'd known, I would have brought you over. I had tons no, of extra no. food. I did it on purpose. I had dinner at my mom's. I had a lot of food because I cooked for my kids Saturday. Oh, you did? All right, yeah. so everybody got together on Saturday yeah. then. So I went to my mom's, um, and we had turkey. And then I had uh, some of the women that worked for me come over. I'm not going to say girls because I don't want you to call Thank HR you. on me. Appreciate it. Um, and I had some of the women that worked for me come over, and my friend Chris came over, uh, and I made a ham because mm. somebody I love somebody ham. donated a, a nice ham to me. It was very nice. I they love left ham. it for me. I you know I I open my my office door every day, uh-huh. and somebody has left me something. Like hey Tom was just thinking about you. Here's a ham for Christmas. Yesterday I opened the door. The North End of a Merchants Association left me some poinsettias. Poinsettias, I don't know how you, how you say that. Um, and because I'm a member of the North End of a Merchants Association, I give them a lot of free free plugs on the show or in the paper. Um, and every day I open the door, and there's something new there, and I'm, I'm delighted because you know I get the crap kicked out of me a lot, so it's good to see that some people appreciate what I do. Um, that ham is going to last me now another month and a half. It was this friggin' bag. And I did cook it, and we did eat it. There were like five of us. We ate it, and there's still two-thirds of a ham left. So Ooh, Not a month and a half. So I love a ham. My, my kids. You doing anything special my for kids Christmas? don't eat ham. They don't? No. No, not at all. All right. Do you anything special for Christmas? No. 
Just me and the kids. All right. Okay. We're following the governor's guidelines. All right. Very good. Very Ten good. or less. All right. Listen. Um, I Stay think- healthy. I want to. I want to thank our sponsor. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy we, New Year. Way, Happy Hanukkah. We are doing a show the week of Christmas, so we do our show on Thursday. Thursday happens to be Christmas Eve, so we're probably going to tape it on Monday or Tuesday, and then run it on Thursday. Okay. So there will be a show. It'll be a special Christmas show that we do. I want to thank our sponsors, uh, Borelli's Deli. God bless Don Smeriglio. Some of the best food in the Merrimack Valley. He's the best. Um, EIS Investigations, who uh, I get constantly get accused of. I'm I'm in the tank with Joe Solomon because they spend fifty dollars a week on your show. You disgraced your father's memory. You're, you're supporting a. They actually believe that I'm, I'm. I would protect a corrupt cop because he spends fifty dollars a week on my show. Like that's how vapid these people are. They're just so is ridiculous. It 50 bucks? Is that all? It is? Yeah, it's fifty dollars a week. Wow. Right? Good advertising. Um, Marshan and Son Construction. We're hoping he, uh, Ronnie Marshan is going to run for office next year and hopefully not for mayor. Uh, Andover Optical, our new advertiser. Listen, everybody who sponsors this show gets phone calls from people who hate me. So if you appreciate the show, please go to the people who are supporting us. Go to Andover Optical. Go to AFC Urgent Care and tell them you appreciate while you're there. Tell them you appreciate that they sponsor the show because they're hearing it from the other side for sure. Uh, who else? Don's Sign Tech. Uh, Andover Optical, uh, Clear Path, New England. I think they're going to be here next week, uh, but we'll post that online. You can roll that up, uh, Ben. I probably should have told you that before we... Did I leave anybody out, Ben? Century 21, McLennan and Company. We love Century 21. And uh, JG's Ice Cream. JG's. Ice cream. I've been doing DoorDash from JG's lately. Really? Pretty regularly. Listen, this is the best time to get ice cream because A, there's no line. And B, you're getting like the cream of the, you're getting like the best pot, the stuff the on the cream top. Cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. Ba-bum-bum. All right, we will see you next month, Mayor. Yep. Uh, uh, hopefully, uh, things will go much better for you in 2021. Wow. Right. Wow. And hopefully, we'll get a poker game going maybe next Friday. We got ah. It's been months now, so we and I'm I'm having withdrawals. Um, you know, COVID withdrawal. All right. Yeah. Okay. Like we can socially distance at the poker table. <laughs> All right, Melvin Tiff, thank you, Ben. Uh, ben, And thank you to the studio audience. Thanks, Chris Mader and Dan DeBrule for coming in. We appreciate that. Don't beat them up on your way out like you did when Mark was here. I and Melvin Taylor you. says you got to go home. So, damn it, go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.